My dad doesn't think we're safe. He helped make this place, and he doesn't think it's safe. I've never seen him scared. Not even when the dead rose, but he is. What'd he say? He said he should have known that it would never end, that violence begets violence. Wait, wait, slow down, slow down. He said it's just starting. He wants to go. He wants to leave the ranch. I'm scared. Shh, listen to me. There's no place safer than here. Well, he doesn't believe that. Welcome to Fear Me. Fear Me. Hi, I'm Kim. Stuart and Scott. Welcome to the Fear Me podcast, where we are covering Fear the Walking Dead, Season 3, Episode 6, Red Dirt. And this is Episode 74. Wow. <laughs> wow. Of the Fear Me podcast. Of oh, the Fear Me podcast. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Of course. And this is the first time we've actually done it all three in the same room. Yeah. Yeah. So that means I'm going to have to edit a lot less, which is great. <laughs> or a lot you're gonna, more. You're going to wish you could edit. Uh, well, yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> It might be a lot more speaking over each other. Arguing. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Belching. Denting. Yeah. <laughs> there will always be a healthy amount of belching. <laughs> so, so, that's just great. Um, so what you drinking, Kimmy? Okay. I have a beer called Golden Boy Blonde Ale, and it's from Triple C Brewing Company out of Charlotte, North Carolina. It's good. It's not the greatest, <laughs> mm-hmm. but it's pretty good. Okay, good. I mean, are you scared to say to tell Scott it's bad because he's in the room? I might hurt his feelings. Not a bit. You did like the type on the back because it was like pretty, it reminded, it was preacher-like. Yeah, it reminded me of preacher with the big nineteen um, sixties style bold lettering, bold in your face letters. Golden boy impact. There you go. Is that what the font is called? Yeah, that's what the font's called. Nerd. Sorry. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, it's a pretty good beer. It's better than the peachy one I had the other day. Ah, very good. Maggie's. Maggie's. Yeah, the Terrapin. From Terrapin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've got one that Scott did save for us, and he said he was going to save for us on the podcast, which is the uh, Asheville Brewers Alliance. Are you showing it to everybody? And No, I'm trying to read it on the side of the can because it says, uh, for the betterment of the beer community. There you go. And it's very good. Is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's very good. It's very it's very sweet and sugary, mm-hmm. but it's good. I like it. Is that one that you've talked about before? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. It was the one that he went to Asheville and got. Well, you're supposed to do something original. No, no, no. no. We, we were bringing it back so you guys could try right. it, too. So, um, this is the originally first time I've ever had it. <laughs> Said it's pretty good. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right, what about you, Scott? I am trying out Highwire uh, Mosaic IPA from um, from Highwire Brewery in in Asheville, North Carolina. Asheville, North Carolina, the Three Rings Brewing Company. Um, as Jules would say, it's a tasty beverage. Yes, yes, yeah. it is. And the mosaics, the hops, the hops yes. are called mosaic hops. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I really I'm starting to really like the mosaic um, IPAs, but this this is a very tasty beer. I could definitely uh, drink this one quite a few times. Yeah. Well, another first for the podcast, we actually got to watch the show together, too. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So we got some insight in what Scott was thinking before the show was even over, and I was like, Scott, shut up. <laughs> 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 We're supposed yeah. to talk about this on the podcast. But anyways, it was fun. We had, a good, we had a good time. 
And we are all here together in North Carolina to celebrate the 4th of July together. Yes. That's right. That's right. 4th of July is tomorrow. So happy, safe 4th of July, although you will be hearing this after the fact. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you have all your digits. Yes. Yes. Independence, everybody. Independence. For real. Freedom. Freedom. Hmm. All right. So let's get down to business. Fear of the Walking Dead. Season 3, Episode 6, Red Dirt. Mm-hmm. What did you think? I thought it was great. I mean, I, I there was a lot going on. Uh, the plot twists were coming and going. I thought it was incredibly clever. In the middle of it, I was thinking, what the hell? This is mm-hmm. bullshit. But by the end of it, I finally realized what was going on with the story, and I went, oh, that's good. Yeah, you kind of yeah. got pissed off a little bit there. Yeah, yeah, I did for a little bit. I did for a <laughs> We might not. That might be things, snippets of things that we don't see when Scott's actually watching the show by himself. Mm-hmm. True. Mm-hmm. But it yeah, no, I, I enjoyed it because we were kind of arguing the intentions of where the storyline was going. Mm-hmm. That's what some of that, especially the um, the the family the, that got killed. Yeah, the family that got killed. We're yeah. like, why, now why would why would the Indians do that? Why that's stupid. Mm-hmm. And it was they didn't do it. So uh-huh. yeah, it was it was uh-huh. very well written in that way. That's when we would get those snarky uh, text messages from Scott. He'd be like, "What the hell? <laughs> that was stupid." Well, I th- I think that's kind of the understanding how good this the writing in this one was as well as the mm-hmm. whole season is that you're kind of getting into it emotionally mm-hmm. as to what's right. what's going on and yeah yeah no doubt and and right and the and the the storyline was was very well tailored i mean it yeah. took a while for us to realize what exactly was going to be going on here um because it did seem to be rather you know, at first glance, you're kind of like, oh, that's just silly. That doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. That, the, the motivations there don't make any sense at all. And then all of a sudden you realize, oh, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Now I get it. And Madison now started continuing it. to take mm-hmm. control of things. And yep. Yeah, it's yep. well woven. We got a little bit more about uh, Leisha and Jake. And and I thought, I tell you what, I probably thought the most interesting character in the whole episode was Jeremiah. Me too. I mean, he certainly went through a... Transformation? Yeah, yeah, where he wasn't totally in control of things. Mm-hmm. You know, things were kind of getting away from him a little bit, and we saw his vulnerabilities a little bit. That one that one bothered me a little bit. Did it? Yeah. Yeah. But, Kim, what, were you, what was your thought on that episode? I liked the episode, too. Yeah? Yes, I thought it was very good. I had a hard time picking another miss for this episode, but I had lots of hits, so I can't wait to talk about that later. No, I thought it was a really good episode. I'm glad that we're moving that storyline along. We're getting closer and closer to finding Ophelia, I think. Yeah. I'm glad to see more of Troy coming out, like his true self. Mm -hmm. We all knew how crazy he was, and now he's, like, definitely in Cuckooville. Yeah. But he's also also becoming even more of a little boy. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the whole dependent on mother aspect is starting to come out. A little bit, especially when you find, especially when you're looking the respect that Jeremiah did not back him at all in this episode on anything. You know, even when Jake and and Jake and Troy got into a fist fight, Jake's protecting Troy from Jeremiah. He's standing in to protect him. You know, and you know, no wonder Troy is just as screwed up as he is. He has no avenue of ever getting ahead with this with this guy. And his dad and his mom, of course, was fucked him up all the way. But you know, we're also seeing a relationship, a father-son relationship, develop with Jeremiah and Nick. Mm-hmm. In exactly. I want, and not even in a way. I mean, Jeremiah actually says that. You know, he points out, and this is like, you're like my third son. And uh, oh yeah, the, the dynamic there is fantastic. Yeah, 
And I think Nick needs that relationship too because he doesn't trust... He, he doesn't trust Madison the way he should trust her as a mother, right? right. Like, they've got that, um, that history of all of his drug use and running away and her having to deal with him being in the hospital and rehab and all that jazz and um, stealing from her and whatever. And so he needs someone who's going to provide that trust and that love and that care and unconditional love, pretty much, that he did not get from Madison. Right, mm-hmm. right. And and also the respect. Now, I think Nick respects Madison. Mm-hmm. He definitely respects her, and I think he looks at her as a leader, but whether he looks at her as the emotional mother is the difference. Right, their relationship is tainted. Right. And and, and we know either, we, you know, we've never really come to the conclusion whether it's, it's the character of Madison or whether it's Kim Dixon's acting. But, I can but, tell you what it is. But it's the, the emotional part there is not around. That's, that is yeah. not a part of their relationship. Which might have been why she was chosen for the role. Yeah. Honestly. Could <laughs> be. Could because be. of the, the toughness that she shows in the first place. Maybe maybe the, um, uh, the emotion was never even really part of her abilities. Mm-hmm. Or maybe right. it was, but maybe it's, it's never been something that's been forced too much for her to try and, you know. No, I think I think you're I think out. you're right in the correct or at the beginning there. I mean, I think it's it's I don't think it was ever one of her abilities. Mm-hmm. I you know I mean we never saw it. We we always complained about the chemistry between her and Travis. Mm-hmm. We just didn't see it. It didn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. And it's because Madison is emotionally devoid. Well, and it, it keeps bringing up that that whole thing. And I think even they talked about it in uh, Hardwick's show afterwards about. You know, what's her background? You keep trying to figure out, like, what is her background? What the right. hell happened to her that was so bad? Mm-hmm. And especially since they were kind of making that relationship in the last episode of uh, Nick to Jeremiah and then Madison to Troy. Mm-hmm. It was like, Troy was fucked up. You knew all these other people were, were kind of in line right. with, you know, how they were screwed up. There was the addictions with uh, Nick and, and Jeremiah. But it was like, so what screwed Madison up? Other than her husband dying, I mean, what else happened to her? Uh, you know, what did she have to do maybe to get past that um, issue? Yeah, I mean, there was something. There, there's something implied about her yeah, background. Exactly. We, we don't the, get it. We don't get any. Talk. Right. We don't get anything with it yet. But there's something dev, uh, strong and devastating that happened in her background. Well, is it? Are they assuming that it was just because the husband died? Are we, we to assume know. that? I mean, whatever it is. When they finally reveal it, it better be damn good. Right. Because people are going to be pissed off. It'll be like the skipping nine days right. of the of the right. ZA. So. She better have been 007. Yeah. Like, her whole family was killed in some huge, disastrous fire, and aliens rained no, down from see, the for me, space. I, it, you know, when you see things like... <laughs> no, when you see things like with her, with like... With with her ability to use guns and the way she whips out that nightstick and knows how to use that kind of thing, that says her background has something to do with something like that. I don't think it's you know, I mean whether she was in law enforcement or or whatever, but there's something that that makes her out of well, been a, a badass. Maybe she was. Well, I mean, from the very beginning, we've always said there was some other connection between her and Nick, and and how she understood Nick's. Uh, problems with addiction. Mm-hmm. She always had to deal with him being screwed up. She had to deal with her whole family being screwed up because the dad died. But there was something else to it because he he she was hiding the fact that he killed, killed himself. himself. 
Right. So, um, I don't know. It's it's one of those things that we would like make some sort of answer to the question, I guess. Right. But we could speculate forever. But yeah, we could. And maybe a while before we see anything on that. Yeah. Do you want to spend another uh, ten minutes speculating? Yes. Mm. Let's do that. Speculating clock is on now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do think I do think um, Madison's. I, I'm I'm a little conf- confused a little bit about Madison's dealings with Troy. Where she's backing him up pretty much on everything he wants. Yeah. It doesn't seem like that would be a very healthy way to go. I mean, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. I know she's trying to endear herself to Troy and all, but isn't she also kind of supporting his crazy? She's trying to direct his crazy in I a way. I think so, too. Mm-hmm. I think it's more like the, you know, keep your friends close, keep your enemies closer yeah. type thing. Sure. And, like, she's trying to... Like you have to keep an eye on this guy to make sure he doesn't do anything crazy. Which is which goes back to her conversation when they're at the fence, and she she says that you know you need to assure me you have control over this. Right. Um, right. You know I think that's that's kind of like the exclamation point on what she's trying to do with him, and the fact that yeah he's crazy he can control the militia guys, but he has to have that confidence in himself and confidence in that he can control where it's being directed. Even after he kills the other people, you right? Know, it's that family, mm-hmm. right? And you're you're, you're right. I, the, I guess where I um, sometimes some of her public demonstrations of backing him seems to be, you know, when you when you can see the rest of the people are kind of like no, 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 and then she's mm-hmm. like, well, yeah, I think we should do that. Seems to be. I don't know if that makes a whole lot of sense. You know, I guess you know if you're, are you making yourself sound to the other people like? Crazy Troy also. Mm-hmm. You know? At the beginning, I was back in Troy. Mm-hmm. Actually. Right. When... With about the people leaving? Yeah. And Jeremiah was sitting back. The Trumbull family. Yeah, and he was sitting back and just letting them leave. What is he supposed to do? He can't forcibly block them. I don't know. For someone that has spent all 30 years or more building this whole thing with this guy, there seemed to be a lack of... Like he didn't try hard enough? Yeah, yeah. Like motivation to at least do something about it more than, well, well what Jer- are you going to do? He's, he's going to leave if he wants to yeah, leave. Yeah, I mean, Jer- Jeremiah didn't put up much of a fight at all. And uh, obviously there's probably something else going on in the relationship that maybe we don't we aren't privy to, but still, it just seemed odd. I mean, I was yelling at the screen, as you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the hell? Like, And Troy was like, what the hell? You know, it, mm-hmm. There's strength in numbers. Yeah, and, and his frustration is just overflowed, and he was just like, oh, hell no, this isn't going to happen. When you're the guy who's the head of building a society, I think one of the first things you would probably think is there is strength in numbers. And if all this this whole perimeter fire thing happens, and somebody just decides to pick their family up and leave, then... Do you think maybe he didn't think that Walker was serious enough? Because this is before the fire He didn't happened. take him seriously, and that's what he was saying to Maddie. Mm-hmm. Uh, was that he did not take him seriously. You're talking about Jeremiah. Yes, yeah, right, I'm talking right. about Jeremiah. That, not, not Troy at that point. I'm talking about yeah. Jeremiah. Well, yeah, Jeremiah told him they, they didn't really have the balls to yeah. to do anything to Or the to ammo, them. which we know right. he does have the ammo. Right. So that goes back to my initial thing about the whole thing with Jeremiah. Um, it started pretty much at the debriefing once Maddie got back. He seemed like he was very strong and in control when he was talking to Nick when they were shooting guns and he was showing right. how to shoot the guns. Right. 
And then when they go into the office and Maddie is there, who seems to be able to get into every conversation she now. She sure does. As like part of the leaders. He starts snapping at her. Which I think you, you even said. that. Uh, yeah, yes. she seemed... Let me read what he said to her. Okay. Some men, they have kids, and it turns them into women. What the hell? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are women supposed to be weak? No, we're not weak. Uh, we not on this children. podcast, they're not. <laughs> 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 Don't screw with us. Do you have some words from Jeremiah? <laughs> I have some words for Jeremiah. Yes. Yeah. Women are not weak, and Madison has shown that she's not weak. She has stepped up to the plate time and time again... And, of course, he's also talking about this other dude and saying that he's become weak. But, right. you know, like, I guess when you're preparing for the, what? Did, was he saying that to her at that point? He was saying it to her yeah. about... Mm-hmm. About... Exactly. What's his name? Uh, Vern. 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 Vernon. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> when you are preparing for the end of the world and everything is still all hunky-dory and you still mm-hmm. have electricity and running water and you can run to the grocery store to get all your food... Like, you pretty much think you can handle it. You can do whatever you have to do to do it, to get to survive. But when it all actually happens, I think a lot of us would be peeing our pants. Don't you think? Oh, I'm dead in the first 15 minutes. Yeah. Oh, I'm done. Yeah. And so, if that... Yes, yeah, Scott, Scott would be done, by the way. That was me saying <laughs> yes to Scott would be done. Oh, I would be. I, no doubt. I have the survival skills of a debutante. Well, so now they have... The threat of walkers, which aren't very close to the compound at the moment and aren't threatening the compound. But he also has people who, as we know, are more scarier than walkers. And Walker himself, which, what the hell were they thinking with that name? But um, anyways, so now you've got people that are um, threatening their way of life and their community. And what do you do about people? Because you cannot predict what they're going to be doing. Mm-hmm. You can easily kill a walker, but you cannot kill the walker. <laughs> uh-huh. The Texas so Ranger. Yes. So, yeah, he's scared. Well, yeah, and Mike sure. never seemed like a very strong person in the first place. Well, no, no, no. Mike was very wishy-washy. I mean, definitely. He was the first to run from the battle, I would have a feeling. Yeah. But, but I mean, back to your point with, with Maddie, I mean, what he's saying to her, he was like a woman. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, we're, we're talking about Jeremiah. <laughs> we're talking about Jeremiah here, though. I mean, Jeremiah is... A bit racist and Well, sexist. yes, he is. He's, he's, he's old-school Texas frontier guy. He's supposed to be out on the range and rustling cattle and all that, and the wife's supposed to be back at home cooking up a meal. Here all I that am kind of mending my fences. Exactly, just like George Bush. <laughs> um, and... So, uh, you know, this is his sensibilities, and, and it's funny when you watch someone like Madison because she's trying not to comment on that kind of stuff. Yeah. But but you can see her hackles go up when she oh, sees yeah. that. Oh, his, yeah, his comment about Eyes the, are ablaze. the liberal yeah. judgment. Oh, my God, perfect. that was fantastic. That was actually perfect. And it's, it's, it's Don't just Don't give me sh- your liberal judgment. Yeah, it's a shut you down kind of comment. Like, you're not going to argue against yeah. that. Like, I see you giving me your liberal yeah. judgment. Well, I wish she would stand up to him a little bit more. And she, she probably will. To. She's not. She's positioning herself right now. I know she well, is. I mean, that's... The, okay, that was kind of the weird thing to me through this is that, uh, yeah, she should stand up to him more, right? But through this episode, there's not really a man there to stand up to no. in him. He's kind of beaten down. He's shown to be, like, extremely weak. And I don't necessarily you know, a like lot of, how weak he we was spent, We spent a lot of time 
the last episode trying to talk, our last episode talk, talking about um, Jeremiah and his motivations and his feelings about Madison and stuff like that. And, you know, my first thing, and I even think we mentioned it right at the beginning of the episode, is I feel like for, for Jeremiah, Madison is nothing more than a rival for him. And I think he, I think he fears her as a rival. So his hackles were up in this one. Oh yeah, he was very defensive right from the beginning. But his arguments were weak. Right. His position was weak. Well, he was pouting. He was being pouty. He's becoming yeah. like Vernon though. But that's what I, he, for him to just kind of back down so easily, it just seemed that that was where it seemed a little out of place to me. Well, I don't think he did. I think he kind of, he just was kind of like. Well, you're this, this, and this. Then he was kind of like, but you know, you're going to do what you're going to do. Fine. Whatever. I can't do anything about it. You know, and I think that's kind of where he was standing with it. So do you think there's motivation with Jeremiah to be close to Nick because of how he feels about Madison? There may be some of that. I just think that, um, I do think, though, that he's he feels a kindred spirit in Nick. Yeah, there's definitely a connection there. I mean, especially for him to go get drunk in that house Mm -hmm. with him, which he's going over there because that's, is that where they started this whole drink? Yeah. Was that place? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, he's, he's, he was staring at that bottle of liquor and went over there and, and yeah, Nick, Nick would be the one that understands the addiction and would probably accept it without being disgusted by him for right. for fault. Yeah, yeah, judgmental. Yeah, and, and, and Nick backs that in the end. You know, he says, you know, when he comes out with his hangover the next day, he's kind of like, I was, I was in yeah, the right. bunkhouse. I, wasn't, I, I wasn't even in here. I didn't see anything. Mm-hmm. You know, and you can tell Jeremiah was just kind of like, that's a good kid. <laughs> that's a good kid. <laughs> so Jeremiah, Jeremiah made a good judgment call on that. He did make a good yeah, judgment call on that. Maybe not so many good judgment calls when dealing with Maddie. Mm, no. no, no. Yeah. But he's. I think he just sees Maddie as as being a very strong individual, and mm-hmm. I think he kind of he kind of can see her her manipulations a little bit. I think mm-hmm. he can kind of see maybe she's starting to she's playing something to. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's why, you know, the reason why we even talked about last episode is is I was wondering about his expression when Maddie volunteered to go out on that patrol because his expression was almost like, oh, OK, well, Madison's going to join us, you know, like mm-hmm. challenging or, you know, like, hmm, I see this. I see what's coming. Well, he even stood behind her when she lied about Troy. Like, mm-hmm. she did not believe that Jeremiah and Nick were right about Troy with that whole, with killing Vernon's family. And then when Madison did her speech to the community, mm-hmm. and she said that it was Walker that killed the family, right. he backed her up with that. And then Troy, uh, uh, what's his name, Nick, was pissed off that she had done that, which I'm not quite sure why he was pissed off Well, he that. was pissed off because, number one, it was it was a pretty extreme lie. Mm-hmm. Number one, and number two, I think he's worried that he he's feeling this situation is getting out of control for him. I mean, he doesn't feel like that she's confiding in him ahead of time on this stuff. Yeah, but what did he think would happen if she went in there, guns ablaze, and say, "Yeah, Troy just killed this whole family because they left." He didn't say that though. He didn't say that. He even said, "I understand why you said that. You needed to say that. I just wish you had told me before you were going to do that." Mm-hmm. And which to me says that Nick feels like he's out of the loop. 
with yeah. Maddie right now. Right, right. And, and he, he shouldn't be out of the loop with his mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Which he is. Because right. he's been hanging out with Jeremiah and she's right. been hanging out with Troy. He's right. not even living in the house with her anymore. He's yeah, got he's, his own little house. He's wondering what's going on between him and uh, Troy and Yeah, and he's very nervous with Troy. Maybe they're a little, he's a little bit jealous of their relationship. Well, no, but you know, he even says, I mean, it was one of the last things he said. He says, don't forget who he is. Yeah, yeah. He just, so or he don't forget what he is. Right. Yeah. He, he, I think he's nervous that maybe he's maybe his sales pitch is, you know. I think he's nervous working that, on that him, working on her a little bit. Like he 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 hasn't been part of those conversations, so he doesn't know what's been said. You know, I think he's nervous anything. though that Maddie is maybe going too far with Troy. Yeah, and that she's losing Trust sight him. of yeah. of what's real. Because yeah. I mean, he's he's very. And I'm I'm kind of in the same vein on that. I'm wondering if she is going a little bit too far with letting Troy get away with stuff. He's very evidently has no trust for Troy. Which who? Why who would should? he? Why would he exactly? Yeah, she should. shouldn't either. No. But I don't think she does. I don't think she has any trust in Troy. But she, but her scheme is like she needs him to control the militia, mm-hmm. right? Like that's I think that's her sole purpose of staying close to him besides the fact that she's keeping an eye on him mm-hmm. and then in the same respect she's trying to show her authority for the rest of the community mm-hmm. well she wants to use him as a puppet leader yes and but here's the thing this is where the conflict comes in you've got you've got her daughter alicia mm-hmm. who's backing jake, jake and she's telling jake that jake needs to be the leader Right, the whole reason Jake took off to go talk to to uh, Walker and his people is because she kept saying, "You've got to be the one to lead." Uh, of course, she wasn't expecting him to just get up and take off, but nonetheless. So you got the daughter backing one candidate, you got the mother backing another candidate, and you got the son who's sitting here with the old regime. So you got the family split. Mm-hmm. They're split. There's conflict that's going to arise there. Because of both families, right, right. It's a microcosm of overthrowing a government. Yep, it is. If you if you control the military, Mm -hmm. and you politically can sell it to you know the population, then you can control the whole place. Propping up a puppet puppet uh, government. What? That's what she. That's what she said she wanted to do. Right. Poli sci major right there. Mm -hmm. How about that? No, No. Not at all. (laughs) (laughs) I draw pretty stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. I make pretty pictures. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Very nice. Very nice. Now listen, there's one thing I do gotta talk about though. And this is something we have brought about we've talked about this with the walking dead to to a large extent. How is it that when when the the main characters in our shows walk into these communities that all of a sudden they are right at the center of these communities? Everybody loves them and accepts them. Oh my them, god. I mean you got you got Jeremiah Right. You got Jeremiah <laughs> and so forth or going out to find out what happened to this family that disappeared. And the only people he brings with him is Madison and and Nick. Really? I mean, he lives in this community. For many years with all these people, he doesn't trust any of these people enough to take them with him. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't have a problem with him taking Madison and Nick, but they're the only ones he takes with him? Yeah, it's kind of odd. I know. It's like they jumped all of a sudden to the center of his universe. Agreed. And we had the same problems when when you were talking about, you know. in Alexandria? Yeah, or not even that. Even, um, uh, what was her name in the kingdom? 
with with uh, Ezekiel King Ezekiel, yeah, uh, Carol. Yeah. You know, all of a sudden, Carol was like at the center of King Ezekiel's world, and I'm kind of going, where in the hell is this coming from? Yeah, Troy and Jake seem to be the only trusted people in the entire community, which is, yeah, it, it seems like there's got to be like an, uh, another hierarchy. Well, they keep telling us about would... it, but they're not showing it. I yeah. mean, they're telling us about the founders who are disappearing right now, but they're not showing anybody else following that, you know? Right, right. Like, they have no board of directors. Hmm. Nothing, no, nothing no. that oversees the community. And we actually, actually, in this episode, it was the first time we really got to see actually somebody stepping up and being commanding, and that was Troy. Mm-hmm. When he when he got with his little militia and yeah. gave them their pep speed, pep talk, you know, and he did a great job at it, and they reacted to it. But it just seems like and it was then such he went a, to go get a hug from Maddie. Yeah, yeah, and that's just. <laughs> I mean, my <laughs> only weird. My only idea is that they're a bit of a novelty to these people who have been together for so long. And they are offering a little bit of um, unique perspective on what's been going on because they have been outside the walls and surviving mm-hmm. outside the walls. So, But we saw the same thing in the hotel. I know. They pop up in the hotel. All of a sudden, they're the center of the community in the hotel. In the hotel. I'm just kind of like... They're very charismatic. Yeah, I mean... Well, yeah, I, like Kim's saying, I mean, they, they're, they're showing some sort of respect for them because they survived outside the walls, mm-hmm. which is not something that anybody besides Troy and his militia has had to do. What about Nick so, in the... What is it? The colony? Yeah. I mean, Nick Colonia. shows up... Yeah, Colonia or whatever, and he shows up one day, and all of a sudden he's right there with in the... And they knew how to survive. And they, right, and they, they knew, knew how to survive. survive. They've been out there. They knew what was going on. This was just some raggedy guy that was falling down on the road. Still has not washed that hair, by the way. No, And he's no. had plenty of opportunity. He really has. has. I thought he did. Well, if he it's did, just I think he, he, he duped it with some more uh, slime. I think oh. one of our listeners actually wrote in that to remind us that we should talk about that sometime. Uh, oh, Melissa. Yes. Yeah. Said, uh, you know, we, 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 she was asking if we ever talk about Nick's hair and the fact that it hasn't been combed in years. We talk about it a lot. Uh huh. Well, he hasn't gone all, he hasn't like dreaded it out or anything like that. No, so. it's been a little bit better than it's been. But maybe there, that's because he's not rubbing blood all over him right there now. There are definite bodies of water at the compound uh-huh. where he can wash himself. Well, we saw Alicia jump into one of them. That's right. Her hair looks fabulous, by the it way. It does. Full of body. <laughs> Super clean. Maybe they should talk. <laughs> they should. They should uh, related. They should talk. Head and shoulders. And their clothes are all clean. Yes, they are. Well, the people on the branch are, you know, take care of themselves. I mean, they're not. You, you see them, they all look like they're, you know... Just dropped out of the uh, L.L. Bean catalog. They're not hurting for water. (laughs) The L.L. Bean catalog? Yeah. Yeah. Field and stream catalog. (laughs) (laughs) Got my designer plaid. (laughs) I did feel bad for Maddie and the group when they had their boots taken away, because I was like, those are some nice boots. (laughs) And they they all look brand new. Where are they going to get more boots? (laughs) They're going to go to Dick's. That's, um, yeah, I mean... They're all just sitting there going, well, the sports authority's out of business now. <laughs> in that world, that's probably one of the most important things you have, is footwear. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah without totally. a doubt. I mean, well, it's pretty hot out there. I'd probably be wearing flip-flops, but it's... <laughs> you would rattlesnakes around in their Their feet were messed up, though. Actually, all oh, yeah. of theirs were. Oh, so yeah. I guess they're, yeah, they're stepping on... Rocks? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hard it's, ground. It's hotter than hell, so you know yeah. they're burning their feet. There's like a carpet of scorpions everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Walking yeah, hot I coals. I don't want to do that. 
Yeah. No. I would really be a wuss in the apocalypse. I'm telling you, man. 15 minutes, I'm out. I would just sit down in a corner and just start rocking. I'd be like, I got to get a sandwich. What do you mean I can't get a sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> they Well, go, you got to go hang out with the saviors. They got tons of sandwiches. They did have sandwiches. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That's so true. <laughs> that is so true. That's funny. <laughs> so the comment that, um, you know, we talked about uh, Jeremiah shooting uh, the table and shooting in, in into the ground yeah in into that the cottage floor. and he said there's blood in the earth do you think there's anything more to that yeah I had written that note down what is under the floorboards I was wondering about that too because they focused on the floorboards a lot yeah, that little pattern of shooting yeah. he did in there so and and you know all in all it probably means nothing for the floorboards themselves but the mm-hmm. line that there's blood in the earth means that these are probably not the first people that have died by their hands. Yeah. I was wondering if there's just something buried down there. That's what I was thinking. Well, I was wondering if, like, the covenant or something is buried down there, the covenant to create this community. But well, that's just... very lame? No, it's actually brilliant. I never thought about that. Well... So it's like in a lockbox down there, the yeah, exactly. contract. That's what I was thinking. But <laughs> are you shocked? I just <laughs> had not considered it. That's, okay. a, that's brilliant. So, but yeah. I thought maybe there was some pirate gold down there or something. Well, that could be true, too. Um, but he shirt. said that, that he was not... <laughs> a shirt. That this land has been passed down through multiple generations and that his people had fought for that land before. Yes, yes. And was pretty it? much everything had been conquered once. Right. Yeah, which was actually went back, harkened back to Scott's comment, even though Scott's not on the show. Mm-hmm. But he's on our podcast, mm-hmm. and he said everything has been owned by someone else before. Everything's been conquered by. And when he said that, I was like, "They must have been talking to Scott." They probably were. Oh, they're listening in. Yeah. Well, whenever. Oh, are they listening to our podcast? I don't know because it was taped probably months and months before. Yeah, but good point. Still, <laughs> I actually thought, "Uh oh, they're not going to go Native American burial mound, are they?" <laughs> What's under there? They're definitely going Native American social issues, that's for sure. Because when he was asked, yeah, he did. He was like, it's all been owned before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it'll all be owned again. Well, it makes me wonder what... (laughs) <laughs> what side are our people going to end up on? Are we going to fight for the mm-hmm. white man or fight for the natives um, who have, have struggled? F- I'll tell you this. Okay. It's a, it's a very valid question, but I'll tell you this. We get to the end of the episode. We know Troy's killed this family. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Madison is playing the, the um, Native American angle. Right. That's doing it. So who's on the high end right now? The Native the Americans. Natives. Right. I mean, they're the good guys right now. Yeah. Well, they're on the high land, too. Right. And we knew, you know, and there was there was perfect evidence that, that you know, part of our bitching about it when we were watching it, or at least mine was, is like, if you're trying to get these people to leave, why would you kill them when they leave? Mm-hmm. You know, it made no sense to me. And especially, you know, you think about that scene where they had the, um, the fires on the hillsides around there. Okay. That was not to kill anybody. That mm. was to scare them into leaving. Which is what Jeremiah if you, said. Right. Too. If you wanted to be up there, if you wanted to kill them, you'd been up there in the mountains taking shots at them. You wouldn't have been making fires around the room just to scare them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the the Walker's people had no reason. But at the same time, it was pretty extreme that they killed all those people at the outpost. Even yeah. though, even though, even though, um, 
what was her name? The the young girl that got killed. Gretchen. Gretchen. Gretchen, when she was talking to Madison, was saying something about the fact that Phil was a real bad guy. Mm, right. She mentioned something about Phil yeah. being a real bad guy. So like that it wasn't month, a huge loss. Right. Like so it may have been something about the fact that of, of Phil and his crew that caused them to get themselves killed. Mm-hmm. That it may not have been Walker's That's people's intention to do it. And yeah, and it may, may have pushed them to the edge of doing something more drastic, like, okay, right. we're taking the rest of you guys out too. Right. Yeah, because it makes me wonder, um, you know, since the zombie apocalypse has happened, why now this is for not forgetting the past that the natives have gone through, but you know, how do I say this in a nice way? Like, why does it matter so much that they have this little piece of land? Mm-hmm. Um, since now they're like most white, most like, of the world okay. is gone. Well, let's get back to what. Um, Jake was saying that he has actually gone to court with this guy, right? Oh, to so fight a, over this, this piece of land, right? And he okay. they had court battles between the two of them. It's 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 kind of like it's a it's a uh, now, matter of honor. It's a vendetta now. Yeah, yeah. Which okay. which is kind of weird because I would never even have thought about that if it wasn't talked about on the sh- the Talking Dead Talking Dead the week before. Mm-hmm. When when that guy, the guy who plays Jake, was on and started talking about how they were lawyers, yeah, and right. they were they had a past. I I would I don't know if I would pick that much out of it if, if they that wasn't said. You know what's kind of funny yet. though is I don't think you know when he said that I don't think that was on that episode. I don't think it mentioned it, but it was on this last episode that yeah, they did right. mention them being yeah, lawyers. They did, they so he gave that out early. We didn't know who Walker was. Yeah, right. he gave it out way early. Right. Right. So and I don't even know if they would even give. Him, well, maybe in the next episode he's he's more prominent. Mm-hmm. Walker is. Yeah. yeah. Well, because uh, you see pictures of him or whatever on AMC. Right, so right. maybe maybe we will learn more of that stuff on mm-hmm. there. Maybe it was given out a little too early. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, I, it was it was interesting to hear. Okay, well, maybe this this land has been uh, been fought over for a little while a between time, yeah, between like. the tribe and. And this family, and right? But you would think you get into a world where everybody's trying to just survive. Yeah, you kind of give up on that. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, I totally understand the the struggles of Native Americans to reclaim their land mm-hmm. and their dignity and respect and that sort of thing. But the ZA has happened, so mm-hmm. that's one little piece of land when you have the whole country now. Yeah, mm-hmm. and not to say this about most of the tribes, but. A lot of tribes were giving really crappy land. Like, go get some better land now that all the you know <laughs> the Americans have, are finally right. off of it. Go I mean, to Colorado. Yeah, no. um, but you know what? I wonder. <laughs> go to Colorado. Completely pure Sounds speculation. Like good stuff there, right? Completely pure speculation. <laughs> but I wonder if maybe that's part of the symbolism of why Jeremiah was shooting up the floor. Is because that's land that the Indians wanted. Maybe it's their burial grounds or stuff like that, and that's maybe what is. And what that's is, what I was saying. Are they going to go there? Really, burial yeah. grounds? They may, they may. That may be why they're fighting for it so much. Hmm. Why they care for it so much? I don't know. Interesting. It could be interesting, or it could be incredibly lame. If that's what we spend the rest <laughs> of the season going over, <laughs> it's. I don't think it's going to be. No. they're doing. They're doing good right now. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Keep it that was more my warning to them. Don't go there. I gotcha. Yeah. The trembles. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. 
The people that left, their name was the Trembles. <laughs> like they were scared? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's a lot of silly names this season. Walker and Trembles. I mean, hello. Mm-hmm. Who was in the writing room? <laughs> well, it took me this long, and we're doing it's a like, podcast talking about it before I even noticed, like, that's even a thing. It's like Jim Henson's in charge. Could be. Or Greg and Nicotero. No. No, no. But Greg Nicotero should have shot that down. Both of those. So, Alicia and Jake, though. Yes. Their relationship is getting deeper and deeper. Mm -hmm. And she says that... Hello. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Want a shag, baby? (laughs) Anyways. You had to go there, didn't you? I know. I'm sorry. I didn't. Whatever. (laughs) Um... But they have birth control in the pantry, so it's all good. It's all carnal knowledge. I, I mean, is that like a good organizational place to put birth control? The pantry? Well, it's the pantry where you go shopping, right? No. Oh. Well, I mean, hey, and think, I tell you what, though, think about <laughs> Madison's reaction <laughs> reaction to talking to her about the uh, uh, the sexual aspects of things. But what I thought, you know, it was funny when she's talking about the rhythm method, it was kind of a joke, running mm-hmm. joke. But at the same time, it was very serious when. When she was talking to Alicia about what is her motivations for sleeping with Jake. Right. That's what I was getting at. Right. Because, I mean, it's one thing to be having a good time, but it's another thing to be, you're do, you're using sex to position yourself with a leader. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that kind of, I think, bothered Maddie. Now, why did it bother Maddie, though? Because she said, yeah, we, you know he's important to us. So what is that? Why? Well, that's why she said, she says, well, what like, is the most important up. part? You know, because she said, do you like him? And she said, yes, and he's more, and, and he's, he's very important, important to, us. to us. And she said, well, what? What order is that? Yeah, what order does that come in? Because she's, she's like, you know, what is my daughter doing here? Is she doing this out of feelings for this guy, or is she doing this out of strate- strategy? Mm-hmm. Which is the same thing that Madison's doing. No, it's like, Troy. Yeah, it's no. like, mm-hmm. she, how is she working this angle? Is it like how I would work this angle? Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe right. maybe that's yeah. maybe she's wondering if she taught her well enough. No, I think she's kind of surprised <laughs> to find out her daughter's doing that. Yeah, I think that's really what yes. her motiv- motivation is. I thought so too. Yeah, she's she's just unaware that she was really able to think in that re- uh, aspect of it, and she's kind of like, oh shit. Let's what remember too that her mm-hmm. daughter is still in high school, basically. Like mm-hmm. she's 16, 17 years old, and she's already manipulating. Yeah. People mm-hmm. with sex. Mm-hmm. Start them young. Yeah, just Is like she I did. Supposed to be that young. Yeah, don't you remember yeah. she was in high school in the seasons when yeah. the series started? No, mm-hmm. with her boyfriend and so forth. And it's only been what three months? No, it's been longer than that now. How long? I'm not very really sure. I don't think it's been that long. Yeah, it has not. It hasn't. Months, been not years. Yeah. Right. It does make me wonder. Does um, Alicia even really understand what she's doing? I have a feeling she's probably gonna fall in love with this guy. Mm-hmm. Because she's young and immature, and that's what happens. If he, if he survives. Yeah. And if he doesn't survive, she'll be torn up like crazy. Mm-hmm. But does she understand her true motivation for sleeping with him? That's what I'm wondering. No, no. As a matter of fact, I think that's why she was... I think so much of what's been going on with her over the last several, several episodes is her trying to understand herself. I mean, she's... She's trying to find herself. Yeah, she really is. And I think... I think that's, you know, a lot of that, that whole thing about her jumping off that cliff cleansing type thing is because she's very confused about what's going on right now mm-hmm. and how she feels about things. And 
and uh, how she should be reacting to stuff. And I think she's still, I think she's still dealing with that. And I think that's why her answer to her mother was very flippant, you know, doesn't matter. Because yeah. I don't Which think I, she knows either. Yeah, I kind of agree with her. Does it matter? <laughs> I don't know. Especially in her case. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I agreed with her in a way. Well, it doesn't matter in that, you know, is this something that you, you know, you feel comfortable with doing? Manipulating somebody through sex? Mm-hmm. Is that something you feel comfortable doing? You know, and I think that's why it mattered to the mother. Poor Nick. He's got two women that are just lying like crazy. No. Yeah. yeah, and the one on the run. Yeah. Yeah, now. Okay, so what did you think about the, the small little interchange when Nick goes down to the pantry? Because he's looking for drywall and nails. And Troy's down oh, there. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because um, I felt it was awkward. It was just an awkward scene. I thought it was actually very good. Okay. I really did, because I really thought it was... Um, you know, we were talking about the fact... Uh, actually, during the show, we were talking about the fact that in the previous episode or so when um when nick tackled troy mm-hmm. when they out on the hunting expedition and they fought it out and then they started laughing and troy was right. like now right. we can be friends and i think this was a little bit further development of that because nick thought you know when troy started talking about um luciana i think nick thought he was being a smart ass and was trying to give him a hard time mm-hmm. when when in essence it seems like Troy was actually in Troy's awkward way was trying to ask him about Louisiana and Nick got real pissed off about it but then once Troy was like hey 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 I, I didn't mean it that way you know like that then Nick kind of was like oh. because he didn't even know she was gone is that it no 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 I just think that that um, or did he Nick, no, did, Nick didn't know how to you know Nick thought that Troy was being an asshole and Troy was actually being in his weird way somewhat sympathetic right you know i heard about your 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 girl or whatever leaving or something yeah. like that you know and nick but nick took it initially as being troy attacking him right and that's why i said it was it, I, I thought it was important because it's taking that that weird awkward relationship between nick and and troy further okay in showing that nick or troy is actually starting to respect nick a little bit and maybe a lot of it may be coming down to his relationship with Maddie, because mm. he's getting, getting respect to Maddie. Then and Maddie has respect for Nick, so maybe he should be comfortable with Nick. I thought we were brothers now. Right. I exactly. should be able to say whatever. Right. Well, I you. think you know, and I think oh, he may be feeling yeah. that way. You know, who knows? He may find more of a kindred spirit in Nick than he would in, in Jake. Mm-hmm. Huh. You know? Interesting point. Yeah, I did. I found it weird that you didn't really see anything after that one scene where they were rolling around mm-hmm. at the end, and then right. it was like, "Oh, I can trust you now. I can actually trust you." And then yeah. you, you don't get many interactions. Well, you saw you saw Nick's face after that confrontation in the pantry. Nick was just kind of like, "Okay, yeah." Well, yeah, he, he was, was thinking about it. what the hell is going on. Yeah, he was thinking about it. So you know what? I really did not like is losing Gretchen. I liked Gretchen. Gretchen. I liked Gretchen. I did too. And who's going to be passing the ball? Uh, it's certainly not going to be the little guy, the little fat guy. That can't be happening. What? Who? Who is it? They said one of them said it can't be the little fat guy, right? <laughs> yeah, the guy. Yeah, was on the yeah, the talking. Oh, he did. Yeah. 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 Right. Right. Yeah. Sinbad. Sinbad. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, that's funny. <clears throat> so, yeah. How many people were in that family? There was Vernon, Gretchen, uh-huh. the mom, and then, then Mike, and, and then another brother? I don't... I don't remember seeing another brother, but there may have been. There was somebody else. I, I think, think there, there was might four. have been. I think there might have been another one. Okay. And the the other two walkers that were in the um, I don't know where they came from. Eating the horse, they were just stragglers that came along because they were super decayed. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, they were much versus, more compared decayed than she was. Versus yes. yeah. the family members, right. right, right. And Mike, when they came upon Mike leaning up against the trailer, was he? He was still coherent, wasn't he? Like, he was still alive. I, I don't know. I was asking, is he dead or is he not? Because he I hadn't turned he or anything. Really? No, 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 no. He was dead. He was, he was dead. Troy, Troy, had, Troy even said that he shot him and killed him. I thought he was talking or his eyes were moving or something. No. He was just, he just wasn't a zombie. He just wasn't a walker. But so he was just laying up against the car. So he shot him in the brain, whereas the rest well, of them, they... Right. I mean, he, he shot him so much. Right. And, like, the rest of them... Because, you know, Troy said later on he went out to confront Mike. Yeah. And and ended up killing Mike. So, and then the rest of them just kind of went after that. Okay, so, again, back to this whole Maddie-Troy, like, con- like her control over this guy. Or or even the, the fact that, they, like, he trusts her. Yeah. After being spooned in the eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, like, think about this, though. Think about this with Troy, though. Troy <laughs> Troy deals with extremes, okay? Mm-hmm. His his nature is everything is extreme. It's either so, so bad that you got to die or it's so, so good that you're accepted. There's no gray area in between, okay? So when, when he develops a trust of Madison, it's all in, mm-hmm. you know? And and he has developed that. He's developed that trust of Madison, that motherly trust. And um, so now he's all in and he's opening up to her and telling her the truth, mm-hmm. you know, about it. Um, because Troy is an extreme person. And she's crazy hardcore just like he is. Yeah. But why didn't Madison believe uh, Nick and Jeremiah at the beginning when they were like, no, this was Troy. This was not Walker. <clears throat> like, No, no, no. She did believe them. But no, she was. Fr- she was like in denial at first. No, I don't think so. I think she was. She did not want to believe that he was capable of that. Ah, uh, no, I don't believe that. I do. I think she was. I think it was just another. It was just another instance of her back in Troy. Because that's why Nick was like, if it was Walker, he wouldn't mm-hmm. have left an RV and a mm-hmm. horse and right. all these supplies. Right. And that's when she was like, oh shit, you're right. Yeah, but I think even then though, I think she was still. I think she still knew it and was trying to like, back. Fuck this shit, man. That's Why would Walker cool. do that? Actually, yeah. I, I really didn't say fuck this shit, man. Pretty I really much. didn't. You're like, what's up, man? I was like, whoa, <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think that sounded more like Scott. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we're like, whoa. shut up, it's still on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that did sound like you. <laughs> no, I, I believe that she thought that it was Walker at first. Okay. I mean, sure. I just, but it didn't make any sense that it would be Walker. There was nothing about that that made any sense. No, of course not. But that doesn't mean she didn't believe it. She did not want to believe that Troy was capable of that. That's why she when she went to talk to him at the fence, she was like, you need to shut this shit down. Get yourself under control. Well, I think, but I still think, I still think she knew it all along. Whatever. Okay. okay, Here's, uh, here's my argument. (laughs) If it's so hard for us to find that as a good story <laughs> yeah. how is it so easy for everyone else at the ranch to find it as a good story 
When she says, that's what happened. I know. You're like, I, if I was the other people at the ranch, I guess you're always supposed to think like the extra people, all mm-hmm. the red shirts at the ranch I remember are just, just like so stupid. Going, like, yeah, I scratch my head going, I think yeah. they want us to leave, don't they? Yeah, exactly. Why right. would they kill us when we leave? Are they just setting up a big barbecue? Is that why they have all the fires around the perimeter? Party time. Yeah, they're just going to cook us up. No, they want you to leave. They're trying to scare you. That's right. They want you to leave. They don't want you dead. They want you to leave. That's all. Yeah. So I think we'll find out our our friends there, Walker and folks, are not that bad. And maybe that's why we find out Ophelia's been with them. I was going to say, did you see who was in the previews for next week? Mm-hmm. We finally have Ophelia back. Yep. What? Yes. You didn't see it? You did see it. It's not a spoiler, folks. It's in the previews. <laughs> you are, you're preemptively arguing with people? No. No. <laughs> Just for someone who says, oh, that sounds like a spoiler. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> you got to look hard, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, nonetheless. But she's in there. Yes. So she's with she's Walker in and Green. There. She's in there. So was, so was Jennifer Lopez and Brad Pitt. What? Oh, really? They're in this one, huh? Yeah, they're coming up. I don't know what you're talking about. It's not a spoiler. I think that uh, that alone... Yeah, okay, made that that up. That was not a spoiler. It's just made up. For a break? That that tells me it's time for a break. Because Scott needs another beer. (laughs) (laughs) Time to reload. Um, We'll be back in a moment, everybody. Now the women are crying and the kids are dying and the men are running away. Something weird has happened and the devil, he's a-laughing and the church don't know what to say. Now the recently deceased have been open in their eyes, but I know it's been prophesied. Through the comics I've been reading and the movies I've been seeing, so it comes to me as no surprise. And I don't care. I don't care. I didn't want the human race. It's only fair. It's only fair. Oh, that we take our place, cause it's the end of the world. And I don't give a shit. The earth will be a better place without you. All right, everybody, we're back. We're back to do Kim's favorite part. Why do you always say that? I'm because you get so excited. <laughs> she is pretty excited. Look at the sparkle Look at this. in her oh eye. Oh, my God. Yeah. She's a, hey. yeah, that's the beer. Mm. All right. She started running around the room. She's so excited. All right, so it's time for Hit and Miss. Yes, it is. My hit for this episode is the relationship between Nick and Jeremiah. And as I was saying earlier... I see it as it's developing into a father and son relationship, just like Madison and Troy's is developing into a mother and son relationship. And I think Jeremiah is providing Nick with the trust that he's been seeking his entire life. Something happened in his family where he needed to seek out drugs and subsequently became addicted to drugs to fulfill some sort of void that he had growing up. And in a way, Jeremiah is fulfilling a little bit of that for him. <laughs> How's that taste, Scott? Scott just <laughs> tasted the peach, what's it called? Maggie's Peach Farmhouse Ale from Terrapin that I tried a few weeks ago. You or keep talking, I'm going to go get another beer. <laughs> That's what I thought. There you go. Anyways, <laughs> Nick has a lot of baggage with his mom. And that he loves and trusts her, but there's some sort of strain between the two of them. Even though she's tried to help him his entire life, she's had to deal with him stealing stuff from her and running away and everything else that goes along with drug addiction. 
and it put a huge strain on them, on their entire family. And I think uh, Jeremiah is offering safety and trust mm. and respect. He understands what Nick is going through with his addiction. And when you are communicating with someone who has gone through a similar experience, you are, you have, um, what's the word I'm looking for? A greater appreciation for them, Sympathy. I guess? Sympathy, maybe? So I just really like where that relationship is going. It's kind of sweet in a way. And he gave, Jeremiah gave Nick that house and he gave him that gun. And it's almost like he's trying to replace the bad stuff that happened with Troy with Nick. Even though Nick has gone through similar things, Nick is not quite as crazy trained as Troy is. Wait, and you're also looking at two people who really need somebody. I mean, you know, they're both... Right. Yeah, they're both seeking somebody that they can relate to. Because mm-hmm. it's obvious that um, Jeremiah has very weird feelings about his relationship with Troy. And which, you know, reared its ugly head in this in this episode... And then, you know, Nick is just kind of lost all the time. So both of those guys seem like they're trying to find somebody that they can connect with. Mm-hmm. And now you're starting to see it. Right. It's okay. just a weird combination. It is. Um, okay. My hit. My hit is the Hillside Fires. Oh. I thought mm-hmm. that scene was incredible. I thought it was beautiful. And the scene where they have where you see Jeremiah actually looking out at the hillsides with the fires up in there was which is classic and it was the kind of creepiness that i don't did you ever see um a movie called zulu no yeah yeah it was about the zulu uprising in in africa and so forth and it was a um, a small battalion of english soldiers british soldiers that Mm -hmm. were in the zulu nation when they uprose and they had this little encampment and all around the hillsides above them the zulu warriors gathered and started beating on their shields in unison so it was boom 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 like this it was so scary mm-hmm. i can imagine yeah you know these these guys these these soldiers just down and they're looking up at just walls of these guys all in unison beating their their things and it reminded me a lot of that you know when i'm looking at this episode and i'm saying i'm thinking you know they don't know what's coming at them you know mm-hmm. and and they look up there and see this in the middle of the night it's very intimidating and i thought it was a fantastic scene but it also I liked it too because it played so much on the fact that what we would later find out is Maddie's ruse to make it seem like it was the Indians. This this action actually showed you it wasn't them who killed that family, who right. killed the, the Trimble family or whatever. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you wouldn't just make fires on the hillside. They know they have rifles and everything. If you're going to, if you want to kill the people in there, then you would be shooting at the people in there. You wouldn't just be building fires on the hillside to scare them away. They want them to leave. They don't want to kill them. Mm-hmm. Which is exactly what Jeremiah says. Right. Is that this was not made to do anything to us. Right. Yeah. Uh, they don't have the arms or the balls to do anything to us, as he right. put it. Yep. Uh, but which was going along with his argument that he didn't think they could do anything. But they kind of proved at Phil's compound that they could do something. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, but they just great harm. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they were. Like that was said, more Jeremiah just just trying to sound tough. Yeah. But this was this was a a, a fear tactic to try and uh-huh. get them to finally leave. And right. that was actually my hit as well. Oh, really? Yeah, was the perimeter fires because it was oh, really cool. creepy. Huh. The other thing though that I thought was a, a cool scene was. When Jeremiah and Nick were shooting, 
and or not I'm sorry not when they were shooting when when they g- got up the next day and Jeremiah was recovering from his hangover and the <laughs> horse was there yeah. oh yeah. Uh, yeah and he went up and they went up to the horse and Nick was like uh is this one of ours mm-hmm. and Jeremiah says well actually you know it's Vernon's horse yeah and he's convinced okay if this horse is here then they're dead Right. Yeah. Another kind of creepy sensation mm-hmm. kind of hits you. You're like, oh shit. Yeah. Why it's are they dead? Very subtle, and the fact that Jeremiah, even though he's hungover, has the wherewithal to realize, okay, shit. Yeah. Like, how long Something's has that horse been there? So, yeah. so let me ask you this: so, you know, bring that up now. Now that you mention, I'm thinking, did Troy bring the horse back, or did the horse just kind of find its way back to the encampment? The horse found its way back. Horse got yeah, that's what I would think too. Because yeah. I don't think Troy would think to bring it no, back. No, I don't think yeah. so. But it was it was definite sign to him, you know, and only him that this that meant that they were dead. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I guess we That's are on. Like, let's hear your miss. We are on to the miss. Okay. Miss Kim. Um. Originally, I didn't have a miss, but I think my miss is how trusting Madison is of Troy. And it's very simple in that I think, just like Nick said, she's going overboard. Um, the fact that she lied to everyone about Troy killing the family um, is a huge stretch. And although I wonder what people would actually say if they knew that Troy had killed them, um, it would be a even greater reason for people to leave the compound. Oh, yeah. But so she, she I guess she did play it right. But um, I think that she's becoming too enamored with Troy and turning her back on her ideals and her morals. And um, I think it's going to bite her in the butt. Yeah. No, I can agree with you. I mean, I'm still, I'm still willing to give her the benefit of the doubt for a couple more episodes on that. She's following her instincts correctly, but she's she's, walking a thin line. She's walking a dangerously thin line. Mm hmm dangerously thin line because you're you're playing with fire when you're playing with Troy right yeah and you know the weird thing is like coming from The Walking Dead and then watching this show is that there's the amount of shock that happens within The Walking Dead and and people just kind of accept it as like oh god can you imagine you're in the apocalypse you've got to do these kind of things to survive Troy is kind of in that position of what you see from The Walking Dead whereas the rest of the people are not I'm not saying that I'm not trying to give that as an excuse for him being mm-hmm. crazy, but I'm just saying that, like, look at the shit that Rick did. Like, when they went to the prison and, like, mm-hmm. he chops the guy's arms off, arm off. You know, I mean, I don't know if that was a good example. But, anyways, there's there's an extreme that you don't see in this right. show that you see in The Walking Dead. Right. And he's, um, he's already playing in that accept. world. Yeah. He's already yeah. playing in the extreme world. But that's only because he was half whack job to begin with so but when we're talking about the walking dead it's like a completely different discussion than what we have when we're talking about this show mm-hmm. you know there's but troy that are almost seem more accepted when they're in the walking but dead troy right off the bat here. reminded me of the guy from terminus what was his name right oh andrew yeah andrew something. yeah <laughs> the leader of terminus yeah and the smooth way that he was dealing with maddie and, and alicia at the beginning and so forth now he's he's a little bit less like Calculated. that now. He's a lot less like that now because he's definitely um, you see the little boy. Yeah, a lot he, more. He's now. not as strong as mm-hmm. you thought he was. No, right? No, mm-hmm. no. 
Whereas you saw that with the guy in Terminus too. He wasn't as strong as you thought he was either. No, but even in the end, I mean, even in the play. end when they when they captured, um, oh, what was his name, Bob? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bob Stuckey. Yeah, he was still the cocky, shitty guy, you know, that was leading Terminus at the time. Well, it's kind of like when Rick was talking to Ghost Lori. And was going on the crazy train. Oh, yeah, yeah. And answering the telephone and talking to her and seeing her out in the field and stuff. And, like, a few people knew about it, Herschel being the number one person. Mm-hmm. And he thought he was crazy, but he didn't tell many people about it. He didn't make a big right. deal about it. Right. And it's kind of the same thing with this. Although Rick did not have ill intentions, whereas right. Troy... But Maybe see, not does not have ill intentions, but he doesn't know how to control himself. Right, but but this is where I, again, this is where we discussed in our last podcast where I thought it was a little bit over the top with Troy. Mm-hmm. It was it was too crazy to be yeah. believable. Yeah, people would not stand for that. How could it go on this long? Yeah, yeah, not that kind of level of crazy. And so. Herschel kind of wrapped it all up mm-hmm. with Rick and said, "You need to stand up and be a man." By the yeah. way, that was not one of my favorite storylines in The Walking Dead. I can tell you that. Well, I don't know if it was very many people's favorite mm-hmm. storylines. No, no that was not good. Missy Miss? Yeah, Missy Miss. Let's see. What do I got? Um, the horse was still alive. <laughs> you did I, not like the last I, oh I just thought that was the dumbest damn thing. They're, the, the walkers are eating a horse who's still alive. And obviously, they've been there a while. Well, you know what? If you're eating the haunches of a horse mm-hmm. and the stomach of a horse, you're not eating vital organs yet. Blood loss would have killed that thing a long time ago. They were working on the ribs, though. I mean, you I'm sorry. You don't know how long they've been there, though. It doesn't matter. I just thought that was so silly. That was just... I mean, it would have been just as effective with having the horse dead and they're eating on it. Yeah, well, mean, okay. Well, was not effect would not be effective was the reveal because the horse was kind of moving its head up and down mm-hmm. before you even saw what was happening. And that was the only reason because there was a reveal that, okay, now the walk. I just thought it was and silly. you knew it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. I know. I just thought it was silly. Yeah. I liked it. Okay. Good there for was, you. Yeah, there was no real shock value <laughs> in that one. Good for you. Think, Good for you. <laughs> we'll make sure we have more like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Stu, your miss? Mine was still, I'm sorry to keep going back to this, was Jeremiah, like, becoming more weak than I thought he would mm-hmm. be. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it, it goes back to kind of your hit, where you're saying that he was uh, helping Nick, you know, being the father figure. and But you have this crossover with him having to be weak in the storyline that's going on with uh, Troy and Maddie. Mm-hmm. He's very strong when he's with Nick, and he's very much uh, kind of the the idle person that you know he's in a way. I mean, he's you know the guy's like drinking and stuff, and Nick's having to stand up for him or what whatnot. Uh, but there's that kind of it's kind of that secret weakness that he doesn't really show anybody else. Right. And I think that um, you know to hit for him to really show more weakness uh, in his conversations with Maddie. Uh, it was it was just a weird crossover for me, and I, I didn't like seeing that he was that easy to overcome. But you know, I mean, as, I think, as a as a leader, I but guess I think if you want to be able to, if you want to be able to propel the story forward as far as Maddie's, Maddie being able to take over, you've got to have him as being a little bit weaker of a leader. Let me let me put it this way: just as as you argue that Troy 
Um, was a little bit too over the top. Was too it. over the top. I felt yeah. like that it was too easy. His weakness was too over the top. Yeah, I, that, I he, that it was too easy for them to for Maddie to overcome this guy who's been leading these people. Well, yeah, I think he's intimidated by Maddie for one thing. Yeah, which is why oh, he, he totally his is weakness, and which is why he's shot shooting her down by saying, "But even oh, Vernon." You have a few kids, and now all of a sudden you're acting like a woman. Like mm-hmm. he's insulting her because it makes him feel better. Right. He's but if he, out. Was, right. if he was so over the top and saw her as a threat, this is his fucking community. He would fight back a lot more than he is, and he's not. He's making friends with his with her son. Like, I mean, you know. But what, you know what? what? Let, let me ask you this though: Do you think maybe there's a possibility here that he's already checked out? What I mean by that is be. because they've already, even before any of this was happening, they they were already talking about who was going to be taking over the community. You know, him talking about oh, Jake's sons taking, taking over. Right, yeah. right. I mean, so in a way, does that not say that maybe he's already kind of checked out? I always saw that as like a discussion of like the hierarchy. If if anything ever happened to him, you know, right. and they're living in a society where. Anybody could be offed at any, any time. So they'd already had kind of a plan in place. It wasn't necessarily that he was stepping down. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, he even tells Jake, like, you need to go out there and talk to everybody. And he and Jake is like, Because well, he's grooming him. Right. Yeah. And Jake's like, well, I think we should take Troy with me. And his dad slams the door in his face pretty much. And, and so, like, it, he's showing that he wants Jake to take over. Well, so get, maybe he is checking it. It goes back to... He doesn't why, have to deal with the heart problems yeah, anymore. Yeah, but it goes back to he didn't fight so much for Vernon, mm-hmm. you know? Right. And then he went so quickly to the bottle, which he was able to stay away from for years and years and years. Yeah. So I don't know if he's reminded that of his addiction more because he's making this connection with Nick. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, or Yeah, I think they should have opened up, believe it or not, I, I agree with you in one respect. I think they, they should have opened up the idea that he might be going back to the bottle a little bit earlier yeah. by making him at least look at a bottle one time in a previous episode or something. You know, all of a sudden he just gave up all this years of being sober. There's this underlying like thing. That. There's this underlying thing of the whole society breaking down for them. Mm-hmm. Which I guess I, mean, I guess they want to burn through it quick. I don't know, but it, well, or maybe but, they're showing how fragile it is. Yeah, but you wouldn't even pick up on it if you didn't read up on it. Like I mean, we we actually did a little research and found out more about like you know the hierarchy of who these people were. And they, we had the four guys that are the, the main guys, right? right? Two of them get killed. And then we got the other guy that's uh, Jeremiah, who's a boozer and is falling down. Who's the other guy? The I'm not sure who the other one was. Phil, Vernon, uh, Jeremiah. Um, and, and Pete the pirate? Yes, Pete the pirate. He's crazy because he's a pirate and yeah. they're in the middle Vernon of the Vernon was the last one and he left. No, there's still one more. There, I thought there was still one more. I don't know who it is, but there's still one more. I'll figure it out. Okay. Anyways, so Kim will figure that out, and she will <laughs> let us all know. So they're talking about this, you know, this society they've created, and yet, you know, we lose one guy, the other guy leaves, and now Jeremiah is completely oh, losing his shit. Oh, the other guy shit. died in the fire. Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, that's right. right. Excuse me. The dancer. Yes, yeah. the dancer. So, you know, he's completely losing his shit because the whole thing's falling apart. Mm-hmm. The center, the center cannot hold. I honestly didn't think that it was that dra- that important of a thing hmm. that these people were, you know, that that center was. But you know, but he, right, but but he also kind of explains that um, he explains to Nick that it, they really were not that much in charge, 
you know, that these people were living here, but they were very independent. Hmm. You know, that so he states, you know, he states that okay. to, to Nick. That's, that's evidence. They're kind of a loose fact. congregation of people that are together. Yeah. Um, and it didn't even say, he said, they'll follow whoever they think is right at the time. Mm-hmm. So. There's evidence to that and the fact that when they start talking about, let's go talk about this somewhere, they're like, no. Mm-hmm. Yep. For yeah, the yeah. Here, Vern, so. Vern says, "No, no. This is this needs to be out out front, in front of everybody." I didn't want it. I didn't want to be that uh, easy of a uh, takeover for Jeremiah. No, I agree. I think they're pressed for time in the story, though. They are probably more than anything. Mm-hmm. And then we were probably bitching about God. When is this going to happen at this damn community that Jeremiah is going to finally give up? <laughs> they're actually so pressed for time that there are only two more episodes that are going to happen back there to back next only, weekend, right? Yes. Yeah, mid-season finale. Yeah, or double feature. Yeah, episode seven and eight are back to back next weekend. What were they thinking? I don't know why they're doing that. Well, why do they keep doing that? I don't know. I don't know. We're not rushed. But hey, good for us. We only have two weeks where we have to podcast twice in one week. We thought <laughs> we were going to have to do it longer. That's true. That is a good point. I'm tired, honey. A little bit. A little bit. Okay. And they have not announced when the mid-season premiere will be. Yeah, second season, second part. Yeah. Yeah. So. Who knows? They, 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 they're pretty bad about announcing stuff ahead of time anyway. Yeah. So did we get listener comments? Fan mom said... Poor Gretchen, poor horsey. (laughs) (laughs) I agree with you. I mean, hey, come on. That poor horse. Well, whenever you see a live animal being eaten, that's a bit horrible. (laughs) Well, it doesn't doesn't really, you know, make me want to go out and get some horse steaks anytime soon. (laughs) Mm. No. Actually, nothing would. I don't think I would ever want to do that. No, probably not. I'm sorry, you haven't eaten at McDonald's lately? No. Years. (laughs) In fact. David Valentin said, Surpassing TWD, I forgot this was a zombie show until the end. That's how good it was. I know. It's like what we keep saying. It's better than The Walking Dead. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely uh, stepping up to the plate. Like season eight of The Walking Dead better blow it out of the park. It, you know, and it's it's different, and I think that's well, the good thing. Different. And that's that's actually a hard thing for them to try and do, coming yeah. off of you know yeah. what they're creating out of you know a spinoff, really, which they always said was never a spinoff. But um, yeah, I'm, it's, it's, I'm just still amazed at how much of a th- 180 they've done with the writing quality. You know what I think? I think line. the biggest I think the biggest change has been, um, for, at least for me, is is making Madison into a relevant character. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, I think it's the biggest change of the whole season. I mean, and I think, I think getting rid of Travis was brilliant. I do too. Um, not that you know, not that I had a problem with Travis's character or anything like that, but for Madison to really become independent, to really become the leader she's trying to be, to really, you know, do the takeover she's trying to do, she needed to be free of the consciousness of of Travis constantly pulling her back. Mm-hmm. Yep, agreed. And that's been maybe the biggest thing that's happened in this season is we got rid of Travis, and Madison has stepped into her own. I wonder if they were somewhat scared to do that. Like, I'm sure. You know, like to get rid of Travis in the first place. Sure. Probably. And and that's why he hung around as long as he did. Well, he was a very sympathetic character. Yeah. I mean, I like Travis, you know, as a character. I mean, I didn't think there was a whole lot of dimension to him. I didn't care. I didn't see any any relevance to his relationship with Maddie, Maddie but I like Travis. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then but there was that whole side story with him and his son that just seemed completely disconnected from the rest of the story. Yep. Yeah. Like yep. it was, it really was not developed with with the storyline. But and and the funny thing too is Travis is gone, and I really don't see him being relevant to the story at all. I mean, you would see his that this is being a tragic type thing, but it really hasn't, it hasn't been like Madison is, you know, Madison will every once in a while spurt out and Travis, mm-hmm. you know, when they're talking about things, but it doesn't really seem to be an effect. No, he, he has no like bearing a, on the storyline. No, no, this, this character was brushed aside and taken out with, uh, without any ramifications to the story. Yeah. Cause Avatar other than, needs him. Right. God, that's a good point. Um, and thank you, Avatar, for taking him off our hands. He's got a great voice. Mm-hmm. It does. <laughs> All right. We Heart TWD said, I tweeted last night, who knew a high school guidance counselor would be the smartest person in the ZA? We definitely saw Madison as a leader. And this goes back to what we were saying, where she has some sort of past that is preparing her for the zombie apocalypse. Oh, there's yeah, there's something. She's, she's the tool master. She knows how to deal with stuff. Although I know that my guidance counselor at school was a tough ass asshole. Mm. Mm. Okay. Who? <laughs> and I hope you're listening. He's dead, actually. Oh, he I hope away. you're not listening. Then. Mr. Pesci. Poor guy. Would throw students up against the lockers, and <laughs> he was very physical. I could kind of see he'd be prepared for the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> Man, I don't know what school she was going to, but hey. Orange is the new black. How about that? Right. <laughs> I had a nun in my school that did that. Yeah. Well, this was Catholic school, too. So. I know. Sister Julia with that brass ruler and my thick knuckles. That <laughs> <laughs> hurt. Uh, uh, Mark Lavarnway said, Welp, Nick went to the head of the Rick Grimes emotionless killing of little girl zombie school. See, I disagree with that. It was pretty. It was pretty harsh. I don't think it was emotionless, though. No, I think he just realized he stood up to to do the job that needed to be done. Right. Yeah. Right. And I think the same thing happened with Rick. I don't think that was emotionless either. No, probably not. Probably not. Although we didn't talk about her hesitation when yes. she does hesitate. Her okay. second, yeah. Maddie's second hesitation. Yeah, to kill Gretchen. Mm-hmm. I mean, Gretchen is Alicia's friend. They're about the same age. Uh-huh. She sees in Gretchen, her own daughter, who at any moment could have the exact same thing happen to her, unbeknownst to anyone. And one false move, and that's the reality. So, yeah, she's going to hesitate. What about the fact also that Madison was a guidance counselor? She dealt with kids that age all the time. She has a certain affinity for those kids. True. Um, that might cause her to flinch. True. Maybe she wanted to die. I don't believe that. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> well, I mean, I think a lot of it has to do that with the fact that she reminds her of her own daughter. Mm-hmm. I I would agree. I would agree. Well, and she knew it. And not even that. I mean, it was, she knew it was the girl that her daughter had befriended since they got there. And actually, Gretchen had been super nice to their entire family. Yes. And uh, she was funny. Kind of helped them, like, find their way in the community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. All right, Kimmy, I bet you got some news. <laughs> I bet you got some news for us. I do. Right off the hot presses. San Diego Comic Con's coming up. What? Yeah. 
July 20th through the 23rd at the San Diego Convention Center. So here's the breakdown of events. If any of you just happen to be going to Comic-Con. If you you bought your tickets three years ago like everybody else had to. And if you are, I am super jealous. So Fear the Walking Dead, The Walking Dead, and Preacher are all going to be having their panels on the exact same day and in the same hall. Oh, my. July 21st at Hall H. Fear the Walking Dead is going to start their panel at 11.15. All the actors are going to be present, including including Dave Erickson, Greg Nicotero, Robert Kirkman, Galen Hurd, and Dave Albert. And then Walking Dead panel starts immediately afterwards at 12.15. And they're going to have Andrew Lincoln, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, Norman Reedus, Lauren Cohen, Denai Guerrera, Melissa McBride, Lenny James, Seth Gilliam, Alana Masterson, Kari Payton, and Chandler Riggs, and all the other producers that I just mentioned. And then Preacher, Preacher is at the end of the day at 4 o'clock with Dominic Cooper, Ruth Naga, Joseph Gilgan, Ian Coletti, Graham McTavish, Garth Ennis, and Seth Rogen. Yeah. Huge day. Wow. Man. And then... That would be awesome. They uh, Kirkman is actually going to be doing his own panel because he's got another TV show coming out that I did not know anything about. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a documentary that's going to be on ABC... Sorry, on AMC called The Secret History of Comics. Oh, I did hear about that. Have you heard about that? Yeah. Do you know what it's about? No, I do not. It's a secret. Total secret. It's a secret history. I couldn't find much about that either. Secret history. But that's going to be the next day on July 22nd at 4.45. But if you want to go see the the Walking Dead panel on July 21st, it's recommended that you arrive on Thursday night. Oh, Stand in line, camp out with a few of your favorite friends, and wait, and wait, and wait. Mm-hmm. Um, if anybody has tickets out there and they don't feel like that they want to wait, we'll be happy to take those tickets yeah, from you, and true. we will wait. We will wait. Totally. That mm-hmm. would be awesome. But those of you who are not going, just expect for the trailer for Season 8 to come out that day, and probably some pictures from Season 8, and also information about Fear of the Walking Dead's new season and Preacher's upcoming season. So. Yep. Lots of stuff's going to come out that day, so it's going to be chock full of information. Yep. So I'm pretty excited. Yay. All right. The next thing is that the top 50 cable telecasts for the second quarter of 2017 have been released, and The Walking Dead just pretty much slaughtered everyone. Mm-hmm. Like what I did with there? Yeah, I, did. I did. Um, <laughs> the season seven finale reached 16.4 million viewers. And that included delayed viewing, so people who watched it the next day on on AMC.com or Amazon or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then the HGTV show Fixer Upper was next <laughs> <laughs> with only 5.2 million viewers. Mm-hmm. So The Walking Dead is still killing it. And then Fear of the Walking Dead came in third with the season three premiere at 5 million viewers. That's pretty, that's pretty impressive, though, that they jumped yeah. into third place already. Yeah. So they're doing well. People are understanding that season three is very different mm-hmm. than the first two seasons. Yep. yep. So even though the, the viewership has fallen for The Walking Dead, it's still the number one rated oh, yeah. television show. It beats everything there. except sports events. Yeah. And for those of you who watch The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead in the United States and you actually use the service Comcast, you now have the option... To pay a little extra each month to get live or to get streaming of The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead without commercials. 
Oh, <clears throat> really? Yeah. So the service is called AMC Premier, and it's $5 a month, and it starts the same time that the regular um, streaming starts. So, like, the next day is usually when they release, after the show airs, they release it on streaming. And then um, this special service is going to release at the exact same time, but it's expected to take about 20 minutes off of your total viewing time because of all the But it's not, it's not when the show is actually on. It's no, the it's the next day uh-huh. when regular streaming is released. So you won't have to sit through 20 minutes of commercials. And then you also get access to bonus content that is not immediately available elsewhere. So that's like deleted scenes, cast interviews... And then they're doing this really cool thing where they're going to offer thematically similar feature films. So for Preachers Season 3 debut, they started offering From Dusk Till Dawn and (laughs) Bram Stoker's Dracula. So now you can watch that whenever you want to during that month. And then um, Comcast is the first one to do it, but other TV providers are going to start doing it soon, too. And this is supposed to give Netflix a run for its money. Hmm. I don't see it happening, but eh. good for them. Yeah, I might pay an extra five dollars to not have to sit mm, through. I think I'm watching it when it comes out. Maybe, maybe if it was at the same when you actually could watch the show, yeah. but the next you, day they don't actually have a live streaming service for AMC, yet, right? Mm-mm. Okay, no, oh. they don't. I mean, they talked about it. Did they? Yeah, it's been it's been talked about for AMC as well as you know, obviously of HBO. Yeah, BBC HBO America then. and so forth are also talking about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. All right, cool. Is that all our uh, news that's fit to throw out there right now? It is. All right. Well, yeah. next time on Fear of the Walking Dead, Season 3, Episode 7, The Unveiling, and Season 3, Episode 8, Children of Wrath. <laughs> The unveiling. A new arrival sows a divide within the ranch. Meanwhile, Alicia forms a new relationship in the hopes of maintaining peace. Hmm. Walker? That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, too. The second episode would be Children of Wrath. Madison must negotiate the terms of an agreement in the midst of a ranch-wide turmoil. And Nick and Alicia challenge their mother's motives. Hmm. Wow. So she's sticking up for Troy again, I bet. Yeah, probably so, and I think you're starting to see that divide we were talking about where There's a rift. Alicia's off with Jake, Nick's off with mm-hmm. Jeremiah, and, and Mom's with the crazy boy. Yeah, and they're also probably trying to figure out why, I mean... What the game plan is. Yeah, what what she's trying to control, like mm-hmm. how much she's trying to control. So I'm sure, I'm sure there's a series of things that happen. That, yep. So that should be good. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I do wish they would have let us do it in a couple of weeks instead of... All at one time. I don't know but why they keep stacking them like this. Summer schedules are weird. Ugh. They're just weird. It's and kind of annoying, though. Oh, it's very annoying. Hmm. And on that thought... We are going to wrap up this group podcast. Uh-huh. <laughs> Did you like doing it this way? Yeah, it's oh, fun. It's LA great. Man. It's a great. lot easier for me. Well, it might be more difficult, but we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice being able to hang together, actually. It is. Instead of through Skype. So, hopefully we'll get to do this again. But in the meantime, thanks for listening to the Fear Me podcast. You can download our episodes from your favorite podcasting site. And you can find us on Twitter at Fear Me Pod, on Facebook at Facebook slash Fear Me Podcast. 
and on the web at fearmepodcast.com. And you can email us at fearmepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Good night, everybody. Good night. Everybody, it's the end of the world. And I don't give a shit. The earth will be a better place without you and me. So I climb up on my roof to throw myself from it. Because doom, death, and destruction is all I see. Because doom, death, and destruction is all I see. Because doom, death, and destruction is all I see.